Hi, you are listening to Intuition, Your First Sense with Vicki Baird. That's me. Welcome to this episode that's going to be so much fun. Well, they all are, but this one's going to be fun as well because it's the questions that you've sent in to me, the ones where you're wondering about your own intuition and the what's been sparked by listening to the previous episodes. So I'm going to read the question and give what my response would be, and hopefully it helps the mass. I do believe that... One a message for one is a message for all and take what resonates throughout the rest and all of that. So thank you for tuning in and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. You can leave a voice review now and you can leave uh, questions on that as well. And I love those. And that could be part of the next Ask Vicky episode. And I just keep sending your questions in because this is so much fun for me to be able to respond and have it be interactive. So thank you, and here we go. VickiBear.com, it's time to be your best. It's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut, it's the real thing. Let's see what your future brings. Time to let the fun commence. Intuition, your first sense. So let's get started. Some of the questions that were sent in were very thought-provoking for me. It took me a moment. I like to pause before I answer when somebody asks a question that's a great practice to be in so that you're not reacting to what they're asking. You're actually in a response place. And because these are in written form, it's obviously a little bit easier for me to take a moment and consider what I would say in return. So the first one that came in, I'm going to use initials, uh, came in from DB. And she has said that I have had quite a few medical issues recently. Occasionally, I find myself going to a dark place, thinking I'm not going to be here much longer. Quite dramatic, I know. But I find when I start going there, a voice tells me to stop being ridiculous. You're going to be fine. Do you think that's my intuition or someone from above talking to me? I often feel like someone is talking to me since the voice is saying you will be fine rather than I will be fine. So thank you, DB, for sending this in. It's not unusual to go to what she's calling the dark place because, well, when you're dealing with anything that's challenging, a medical issue, a loss of a job or a relationship, anything that basically shakes or rattles your cage, the ego immediately wants to go to fear because it it likes to solve problems. It likes to get involved and, and figure out what's happening um, in a little bit of a dramatic sense. So what I intuitively what I feel here is that it's not necessarily a, a, a major medical issue that's asking these questions of you. It's more your own desire to expand. And the medical issue is the is the catalyst for that. So 
a lot of the times these situations happen in our lives to kick our butts. I call them cosmic two-by-fours because they knock you upside the head and they get you to pay attention. So I cannot diagnose. No medical intuitive can diagnose. So if someone is telling you exactly what's going on, um, please back that up with medical advice because if you read energy and you feel things in the body in what we would consider a medical sense, there still needs to be action on your part and no one else can heal you. That's a, that's a inside job. We have to do that. But so DB, I are, she's seeking medical advice. I just want to throw that out there for anyone else listening to don't hand over your power to someone who says they're a medical intuitive or any kind of intuitive or any kind of reader you still have to hold that space within you. Um, the voice that I feel like it's coming from is actually from her soul. I feel like this is her intuition, and it can get confusing when it uses the different uh, pronouns of you, I, we. You know, there's a collective we, your soul, your spirit, your mind, your body, you know, all of you in there. And you're so that's why I think talking to yourself is OK, because, you know, you got all of you in there. So you may as well have a group quorum going on. So you're not being ridiculous. What you are being is called to listen. And I feel like it's the soul saying to you, you're going to be fine. This can be tricky because from a soul's perspective, we're always fine. Everything that's happening is happening in a an order that is to help us learn. So in effect, you're always fine, regardless of what's going on with your physical self or your emotional self. Uh, I like the humor that's in it because I feel like you felt that within. And this isn't quite what I would call the soap opera slap where you have to knock somebody out of their, their spin. This is more like... How do you want to navigate what this medical issue is? How do you want to walk through this? Do you want to be in a fear space or would you like to be in a place of empowerment? So you're going to be fine because you're eternal. Um, you can also be fine physically if you get out of the practice of being in that drama because drama is a very low vibrating energy and it will make everything else that you're going through amplified. It feels like sometimes it feels good because it comes with an adrenaline rush. But if you tap into the fear of it, it doesn't always feel so great. So from an intuitive perspective, I do feel that uh, you need to get your buns moving a little bit more. I feel very stagnant in my solar plexus and my, and my um, sacral chakra, which when those aren't spinning, when our chakras aren't spinning, it, it's almost impossible to have vibrant physical health because those are our power centers and they energize us. And if they're not healthy, you're not going to be healthy. So yes, there's more to take into consideration than your physical self, so, but we have to wind the physical self in here. So you got to get your buns moving, girlfriend. Um, and that can be a walk out to the mailbox. It can be to the end of the street. Um, get, get yourself feeling like you're doing this for yourself, not for the medical professional and not even necessarily for your uh, diagnoses or your improved uh, 
state of the union right now for you, but mostly so that you can get everything lined up. Um, it, it Intuitively, it doesn't feel all that serious. I feel like it's being amplified to have you mitigate something else coming along that could be more serious. So get the good habits going. Thank you so much for that. Our next question is in a different realm. And if you listen to episode eight, uh, that we talked all about the realms. I believe that was episode eight. So do spirit guides have names? Well, no, they don't. <laughs> because everything in above our physical place is energy. So everything is recognized from a uh, an energy pattern, not necessarily a label. Now, when I work with those and, and work with people and teach them how to connect with their spirit guides, often there will be a name assigned, but that name is not for the guide. That is for you to be able to recognize because maybe you're clairaudient and maybe you hear things more than you feel or you know, and you just need that little bit of reassurance that, you know, this is Claude that you're talking to. Um, and that helps to learn their energy signature because often we don't slow down enough to feel the vibrations in a room, and therefore it's difficult to feel the high frequency of a spirit guide. So feel free to uh, name them, don't name them. A lot of mine I do through frequency. That way I'm absolutely sure of who it is. But when I first meet them, oh yeah, there's a name going assigned there. Because when you connect with them, and one of the practices of being able to connect with your spirit guides is you have to stop. You have to slow down. You can't do it while you're surfing on your phone or watching TV or anything like that. Plant your butt somewhere or be somewhere where you're not going to be interrupted if you're out taking a walk. And get calm. Take some of those deep breaths. Three deep breaths grounds us, remember. So take those breaths. And when you're doing that, set the intention of connecting with your spirit guide so-and-so. So if you already have the name of Claude, for instance, you could say, I would like to meet with Claude, my spirit guide, for these next few moments and to see what it's all about and what he's all about. And that will help you to recognize that this is your relationship guide, perhaps, and that you have help in that area. And then you can, you know, step up the questions in the next time you meet of, well, what would you like me to know? Um, what could I shift? What m maybe needs some tweaking so that I can open up some space for a relationship? So this is an ongoing process. You have a guide for every area of your life, and I haven't met all mine. There are a few that I work with every day. And um, some people who have even been in session with me virtually and in person have real, they're like, what's that energy standing behind you? And I'm like, yep, that's my guy. <laughs> because he's not only watching my back, he's letting me know, you know, what direction might be in the best interest of the person I'm meeting with. So bottom line, the energy is more important that you connect with it. But a name, because we are human in that and we like labels, uh, can help you get there. So this is a good time for a break. And I'll be right back with some more of your questions. 
if you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there is a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Welcome back. I hope you had a good break. Another question that I received is, how do I not let myself get upset and depressed with an outcome that I know will make me sad? And the reason I picked this question to cover today was that sentence had a lot of back and forth in it. And one of the things that I've developed over time is when people talk, I feel the tug of war in their words. And you'll hear me pause and rephrase something sometimes because I felt the tug of war in my own words, because words are energy as well. And when we learn to feel and see and interpret and and in, re- receive all of it at the same time, it becomes uh, more information for you. So how do I not let myself get upset? Good luck with that one. Uh, How do you learn how to uh, receive information without losing your stuffing? Um, How do I remain so strong within myself that whatever's going on outside of me doesn't throw me off into the bushes? Um, How do you can't, you're not letting yourself do anything. You may be giving yourself permission to do it, but I think when we say, how do I not let myself, there's some self-recrimination in there. Like, I've been doing this wrong. What you have to do is become aware of where your emotions are at any given moment and realize that you've made it this far. You do have some skills. Don't get depressed about an outcome that I know will make me sad. Well, how do you know it will make you sad? How can you say for sure that whatever's coming up is going to create a certain outcome. Now, I make my living as an intuitive, and a lot of that is there's prediction in that. And I, yeah, I still know that the person has free will, and they have every ability to shift their own path and how, you know, what might manifest for them. I feel like if you're, if you're presetting it, and saying, well, that outcome is going to make me sad. Well, yeah, it is, because you just set the intention that you're going to be sad. Now, of course, there are situations, somebody's passing, um, again, the relationship breaks up. I saw somebody this morning, and her car had a little noise in it, and she was off the deep end about the noise, and I just stood there going, that's a little over the top, but okay. Um, so she already somewhere in her life set up the precedent that I'm going to be uh, overly reactive whenever every little thing happens. So sad's not a bad thing. Sad is okay. Setting yourself up and setting the course to be sad, I think is a little bit um, 
self-defeating. So uh, it, it is about recognizing where the intuition is and being able to tap into that, that, okay, these circumstances may be happening, but I don't have to have what might have been the standard reaction. I don't have to lose my stuffing if something's going on. Um, what you can do, and this was related to a, uh, a family dynamic situation. So what I suggested to her was that she not write the movie before the situation happened. So a lot of the times you could take energy out of something by, you know, you have to have a difficult conversation. Okay, have that courageous conversation. Be brave going in. But don't write the whole movie because people are amazing. And sometimes they'll respond to when we show up in a solid know-who-we-are place. They'll respond completely differently than they have for the past 10, 15 years. Because if you're going in there saying, I know they're going to act like this. They've always acted like this. You're one of the ones setting the stage for how they're going to act because you're bringing your preconceived notion and energy to the conversation. So if you show up, one of the ways that I do it is I'll say, I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised by how this person responds to my newfound strength within myself that I'm no longer going to be part of this tug of war. So it, you're going to be upset. It's human condition. You're going to be sad. But let's not plan to be these things before we get there. And then you may find that there's an opening to healing a relationship or to seeing the person in a new light because, you know, we're part of that too where we create issues where there may not need to be issues because maybe the other person has grown. Did you ever think of that? Um, maybe they've looked at how they respond to a situation and they'd like to do it differently. So... Um, how about leaving the upset and sad once something has happened and then you can process those emotions, but not plan ahead for it? So thank you for that question. Um, the next one, how can I tell my intuition apart from my agenda? I loved this one. This was one of the favorite ones that came through. Um, how do I know when I'm perceiving something correctly or I just think something because I want it to be that way. And this is so great because it totally embodies, for me, the first sense with the other five sense, senses. Because the, your, your agenda, of course we want things. And we want, and this relates, the reason I put it here was it relates back to the last question, right? We want the outcome to be we think we want the outcome to be what we've already perceived it to be. However, a lot of the times there's great joy in something being different than what our brain made up. So you can tell it's your intuition apart from your agenda is because your agenda is going to have a lot of emotion with it. It's going to feel connected to the outcome. It's going to feel like, well, if it doesn't go my way, I'm going to be sad or upset or depressed. So that's an agenda. You want it to be your way because 
then you want to feel joyful or whatever, or you basically just want to control the situation is what it is. Your intuition will be calm and it'll be pretty solid across the board. Intuition doesn't get invested in whether this is okay for you or not, uh, which is part of the reason I love it because I love that feeling of stepping back from a situation and observing it. So um, one of the examples is you're applying for a job and you really want that job. And maybe it's more money, maybe it's better hours, whatever the circumstances are, you want that job. And your agenda is, oh, I'm getting that job. I have that job. I'm already in that job. And some manifesting practices, and I would recommend this as well, that you see yourself doing the job. You practice that. You see yourself showing up for the day. What does it feel like? That kind of thing. That's still in agenda. That's still in trying to create the situation that has the outcome your brain perceives to be the best for you. Now, intuition is going to be uh, neutral. It's going to be calm. It's it's kind of a cool energy, like an internal peppermint patty. <laughs> it's nice and cool. And then it it is able to distinguish, distinguish if you would get that position or not. So if you're asking your intuition, the intuition may come back and say that, no, somebody else is getting the job. And you could feel your way through that. Don't stop right there because it might be that, sure, somebody else was offered the job, but they don't want it. Or they are initially offered and then the company and them can't come to terms or whatever. If you feel from your intuitive sense in a calm, kind of disengaged place that, oh, no, this is mine. It feels right that this is mine and there's no emotion attached. Hang out. Just wait. A lot of the time, an intuitive hit doesn't make sense right away. You have to let the energy formulate and have it come, um, let it come to the surface and allow the other parties in it to play, like the the company or whomever's hiring you, they have to go through their own practices. So having that patience leaves the energy open. The um, So if somebody else is offered the job and they turn it down, your hit was correct that you will get this job. But if you didn't remain patient or trusting in it, you could skew the energy there. Um, ego always wants things right now. It wants it to be the easiest route. And you know I love the ego and it's adorable, but it wants things to be in the drive through <laughs> and, you know, to have it your way rather than, well, my, maybe it's good if they forget the pickles. Maybe I like it better. Maybe I didn't know that. Um, so intuition will remain in that place of, I don't know, it doesn't quite make sense, but this is what it feels like. And that's why a lot of the times when someone comes in for a session and I have to say to them, well, I know you want to be with that person, but it just doesn't line up for me. I always say in some way, it's not cookie cutter, but in some way, of course you have free will. Of course you know more about your life than I do in an hour sitting here. I'm going to stand firm on what I'm feeling because that's why you're coming to me is to get this objective, intuitive view. And that 
a lot of the times people will say to me, I just don't see that happening. And I'll say, I know, that's why you're here, because I do see this is the way. And maybe they, it can be said that they, you know, change their energy as a result of hearing that. Well, does it matter as long as it lines up and you end up in the place of maybe validating your own intuition and trusting that uh, and, and learning to discern from that first sense and the five sense, bringing it all in together. So um, the, the, the large part of developing your intuition is learning to factor what is my agenda, what is my human desire, and what is my complete soul, what's in my best interest place. So just remember that the intuition rarely has any um, spike of emotion with it because emotion is human. So please send any messages that you have, any messages, any questions, anything that you would like to have me address, and I would be happy to do that. And moving forward, we're going to investigate a call-in option like I used to do with the radio station. I loved doing that because it's on the spot. And those could be more direct readings rather than uh, the overall uh, how do I navigate this physical realm uh, questions. So thank you so much for participating with me and listening and taking me on your walk or cleaning your house or drive wherever we went today. Please tune back in. Remember to subscribe and we'll see you next episode. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.